the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Study Verse by Verse with Pastor Leighton Sheely from Church of the Highlands in San Bruno, he puts into perspective how we see other people's things and what we have access to as joint heirs with Christ. Now, many of us would think ourselves fortunate if someone like Bill Gates or Warren Buffett called and invited us to come and see all the things that they had built or made. Anything and everything I have is yours. Would that not be cool? But get this. Our invitation comes from the creator, God of the universe. And he says, I want to share with you everything I have created. And you're not only my chosen friend, you are part of the family. You have been adopted and anything and everything I have is yours. Now, isn't that super cool? Yes, indeed. I don't think I've ever heard it put quite that way, but it is super cool. I'm Mike Trout, and this is the Wednesday edition of Study Verse by Verse, a daily outreach from Church of the Highlands in San Bruno on the web at highlands.us. That's highlands.us. And if you can join us in the book of John, grab your Bible and turn to chapter 17. Now, before we move to the next verse, I want to underscore something to you. Some point out something that's really important. It's found in verse 23. And it reads, so that the world may know that you sent me and loved them even as you loved me. Now, we, is, we have a tendency to ignore stuff that's after the end. And I don't want us to miss what's after the end. So for just a moment, I'm going to take out the words sent me and. I'm going to put an ellipsis there and I'm going to read it for you again. So that the world may know that you loved them even as you loved me. James Montgomery Boyce wrote, It means that God's love for us is in the same measure and is exercised in the same way as His love for Christ. Now, there have been attempts to avoid this meaning, no doubt, because it is so tremendous. Some have treated the sentence casually as though it were saying, You have loved them because you love me. And others have seen it in terms of the mystical union of believers with Christ as though they are loved as Christ only because we are actually in Christ. Now, these statements are true, but they miss the full force of the sentence because they do not take the key word at full value. That word is kathos, which means just as or to the same degree that. Thus, we are told that God loves those who are Christ to the same degree and in the same way that He loves Christ. God loves believers just as God loves Christ. Now, that's extraordinary. It would be presumptuous of us to say such a thing. But it isn't us. It's Jesus who's saying it. Now, probably one of the reasons we we can't quite get this and we dismiss it is because we've never actually experienced real love. That is, God-type love. What we... The type of love we have is imperfect. 
Uh, we love one person more than another. We love our family more than, you know, friends. We love people in, some of our people in our family more than other people in our family. And we've got this system where we have this concept of love. We love some more or less. But God, we are told, has no favorites. And thus, he loves us with the same love that he loves his own son. And he loves his son eternally and infinitely. And God doesn't love one of his children more than he loves the others. God doesn't love that person more than me or love me more than that person. Now, some of us wrongly think that God must love that person over there because they're more attractive or they're smarter or they got more stuff or that God must love me more than that person over there because that person is so unlovely. But the Bible says that God is no respecter of persons. And according to what Jesus said, God loves each and every one of his children just as much as he does any other child, even as much or to the same degree as he does Jesus. Now, this is incredible. This is like life-changing, or should be. If you got nothing else out of this sermon today, if you took this home, you'd probably be saying, I was, I was glad I went to church today. I was glad when they sent it to me, let us go into the house of the Lord. That God loves each and every one of us to the same degree or just as he loves Jesus, Jesus said it. Now, how do we know that God loves us? Well, we know because God sent Jesus so that he might die for us. Romans 5, 8 says, For God demonstrates his love for us in this, that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. God demonstrates his love. Christ died for us. Paul wrote, Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? As it is written, for your sake we're being killed all day long. We're regarded as sheep to be slaughtered. No! In all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am sure that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ our Lord. And it's in the thought of this incredible love that God has for us that Jesus declares in verse 24, Father, I desire also that they also whom you have given me may be with me where I am to see my glory and that you've given me because you loved me before the foundation of the world. Now, did you hear what Jesus said? He said, I desire that they may be with me where I am that he wants to be with us, that he wants to be with you. Now, that may seem remarkable to some people because they would say, I don't even want to be with me. But Jesus wants to be with you in heaven where we can experience and see him in his glory. Now, many of us would think ourselves fortunate if someone like Bill Gates or Warren Buffett called 
and invited us to come and see all the things that they had built or made, fly us around in their private Learjets, staying at the most luxurious hotels or palaces, inviting us to be their friend, in fact, sharing everything with us. Hey, you need the Learjets? Yours. Anything and everything I have is yours. Would that not be cool? I don't think cool's in the theological, you know, dictionary, but... But get this. Our invitation comes from the creator, God, of the universe. And he says, I want to share with you everything I have created. And you're not only my chosen friend, you are part of the family. You have been adopted, and anything and everything I have is yours. We are joint heirs with Jesus Christ. Now, isn't that super cool? Now, I want you to note this, that this is the last of Jesus' petition, prayers to the Father, just before his crucifixion. That the last thing that he asks for is that we might be with him where he is. As Pastor Ron reminded us a few weeks ago, we need to keep our focus on heaven. Dr. MacArthur wrote, when the church loses its focus on heaven, it becomes self-indulgent and self-centered, materialistic and worldly, spiritually weak and lethargic. The pleasures and comforts of this present world consume too much of its time and energy. Believers forget that this world is not their true home, that they are aliens and strangers here, that their citizenship is in heaven, and that here we do not have a lasting city, but we are seeking the city which is to come. The church is increasingly in danger, not of being so heavenly-minded that it's no earthly good, but rather of being so earthly-minded that it's no heavenly good. Jesus said, Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal, but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal. Where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. The Apostle John wrote, Do not love the world or anything in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For everything in the world, the cravings of sinful man, the lust of his eyes, the boasting of what he has and what he does, what he has and does, comes not from the Father, but from the world. And the world and its desires pass away. But the man who does the will of God lives forever. Believers should be continuously looking up because everything that is important for all eternity is up. Our inheritance, our treasure that can never be taken away, our citizenship, our home, our loved ones, our brothers and sisters, our Heavenly Father, Jesus our Savior and the lover of our souls, everything of eternal importance and value will be there. And that's why we need to keep our focus there. We need to be talking about heaven all the time. We need to be reminding each other, encouraging each other. This world is not our home. We're just passing through. In verse 24, Jesus said, You love me before the foundation of the world. Another reference to his preexistence and also the greatness of the love between father and son. Remember how the Apostle John begins this gospel? He, he writes, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Amen. That Jesus was God, Amen. with God, in the beginning. Yes, 
And that word with uh, referred to a, a face-to-face kind of a relationship that Jesus and God, God the Father have had from eternity past. Well, we are almost out of time for today's visit with Pastor Leighton Sheely from Church of the Highlands in San Bruno. So we'll pick up tomorrow right where we're leaving off today. Pastor Leighton is in the book of John. And if you'd like to read ahead, just finish out chapter 17 and move into chapter 18. I'd like to invite you to um, check out the website for Church of the Highlands because there is a special event coming this weekend, this Saturday, and all the details are on the website, highlands.us. It starts at 8 a.m., and you do need to register. You need to let us know that you're coming, and you can do that when you go to the website. A speaker from the uh, outreach ministry called Wall Builders is going to be at Church of the Highlands. And again, you can find out all the details on the website highlands.us. Attorney and former district judge Renee Diaz will be representing wall builders, sharing America's forgotten history and heroes with an emphasis on our religious, moral, and constitutional heritage. Again, the details are on the web at highlands.us. Have a blessed rest of your day and come back tomorrow when we'll once again open the Word of God and study verse by verse. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.